Hello and welcome to the Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and we're delighted to be back with a podcast covering Norwegian football once again and I'm joined as ever by Greg Brown. How's it going, Greg? Good evening, I'm good, thank you. Great to be back. It feels like it's been an eternity since we were last year. It does indeed. Two weeks. Yeah, yeah, and of course... Couldn't do a Norwegian podcast without David over Norway. How's things, David? Yep, going well, thank you. Good to you catching up with some football tonight. A couple of Norwegian teams in action. Yeah, Moda really comfortable against uh, Shamrock. No trouble there. And I think Moda going to find it a little bit tougher against Arsenal, unfortunately. They've been, yeah, well at last. Yeah, I think they're two down at half time. Still 2 0, but it's like a tough night. Yeah, real beating. Tough night for them, but Moda. Back into things in uh, their group in the Conference League. Yeah, and uh, I think I fancied them to to go through at the start. I, th- I felt like they were they were good enough to get through that group, and um, yeah, that should uh, that should help them kick on now. I think um, them and Euro Gordon are the two strongest teams in it, and if Euro Gordon beat Ghent tonight, then that looks good for both Molde and them to be in a strong position uh, after next week if Molde can go to Shamrock and win, which I would fancy. Yeah, and speaking of Molda, it looks like it's all over by the shouting in Elitis era now, David. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, we weren't on last week, but I did message Greg saying even money on Molda. I know they're away at Tromsø, but even money on Molda just looks very inviting. Um, and they did go to Tromsø and get a win, so very good. 15 points ahead, and they could win the league this week. Um, Maybe we were getting right. 64 on them to win yeah. the league. <laughs> probably unlikely I have been shouting Moldis yeah I have, we have been saying in the podcast since pretty much game week one that I fancy Molda to win the league so um, yeah looks good and they can win it this weekend probably not going to win it this weekend but yeah the weekend after yeah they would really need uh, Glimpt to drop points at home to Sandy Fjord wouldn't they they would and Sandy Fjord are dropping like a stone yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, we're going to get stuck into the elitist here and I'll cover a wee bit of Obus leading with our bets this weekend, as ever. Uh, David, you said we've not done a Norwegian podcast for a couple of weeks. Um, touched on the top of the table, where Molde are 15 points clear, six mm-hmm. games to go. Then there's four teams within three points battling for second place, uh, second and third, I think, which brings a Europa Conference slot for the teams next season. Yeah, yeah, bothering a really caught up they're up in fifth now and they're only three points behind Bodegrimt in second so it's very tight um, I think Rosenborg and Vollering are the two form teams you would say um, mm-hmm. currently out of those four um, but yeah Bodegrimt and Lillestrøm still hanging in there and a good wee finish um, Rosenborg play Vollering this weekend which is the game of the weekend over here and um, that'll be that, that'll yeah, if Rosenberg beat Vollering in that one, it probably just puts Vollering out of the chase for a second. But yeah, interesting at the top, despite Molde having run away. Mm. And at the bottom of the table, yeah, I've looked pretty doomed, I suppose. It's a, it's a long shot for them to stay up. Christensen still a wee bit of hope. They're still hitting a wee bit of form at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they scored really late last week uh, to get a draw against Rosenborg. Um, four each finished. Um, actually, cracking game. Casper Tengstead, two goals, we'll get on to him later. Um, David, before you yeah. move on to that, I was going to say in the, in the chat earlier, 
that you are one to a hundred to mention them in the podcast tonight. So <laughs> well done. you've done that already. Excellent. Yeah, well, yeah, um, yeah. I did say early on. I thought yeah, if we're the only team Christensen would catch um, with six games to go. They have a chance of catching probably just Sandefjord, the only team they could probably catch now. Um, yeah, six-point gap, isn't it? Yes, I think Sandefjord have two home games against Yerv and Hamcam in the running, I think. Well, the thing yeah. that, I think Sandefjord travel to Bode Glimt on Sunday. Yeah, they do. So, they do. You'd, if Bode Glimt win that one and Christiansen managed to get a result this weekend... Then it's three points and it's quick yes, time Sandefjord. Yeah. So it's a big weekend at the bottom end, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay, we'll get to, on to some of those games as we work our way through the podcast. Uh, there's a game on Saturday and then the remaining games are on Sunday. We've obviously got that big game on the Sunday night. Uh, David Rosenborg at home to Volarenga. Uh, you've got a few bets for that one lined up, which we'll get to pretty quickly. But let's start on Saturday's game, which is Sarpsborg v Haugesund. Uh, both teams in pretty decent form at the moment. And both of you guys have got tips for this game, although in separate markets. So, Greg, we'll go to you first. Um, nothing flashier. I think Sarpsborg are very much improved over the last three or four weeks. Went through a real sticky patch. But they're a side that both David and I have turned to this season on the corners market. Been very, very solid for corners. I think they are third top in the corners league, just under six a match. At home, they've hit four corners now in all 12 home games. And Vasha hit six or more corners in 10 of their 12 home games. And I hope David's not going to rattle these stats off as well. <laughs> but um, they've, there's been at least 10 corners in every one of their 12 home games this season. And they play a Haugesund side who, to be fair, in pretty decent shape as well. And again, a side who also rack up some decent corner numbers. So nothing flashier. And this is just one leg of a double. And it's a five o'clock kickoff on Saturday. And it's a straightforward over 9.5 match corners. And that pays one to two. But I'm going to double that up with a match on Sunday. Okay. Just hold that thought just now. We'll come back to you for the other half of that uh, double. Uh, David touched on the fact that both these teams are in pretty decent form. They're also scoring goals as well, particularly Sarpsborg. Yeah, uh, I think these are two of the more exciting teams in the league in terms of the way they play. They, they play on the front foot, they press high, um, they like to attack quickly and quite direct with their passing. So I think this game has got goals um, goals in it for sure. I think you mentioned Sarpsborg, they scored, uh, well, they've only failed to score once in the last uh, nine games. And it just continue, they concede a lot as well, which is something that adds to my bet. I'm looking at the, the Asian line in this one. Um, over 3.0 Asian line is even money. And I think uh, Sarpsborg, who's last, uh, home game with a 4-3 win over year before that 2-1 win over Hamcam before that a 4-1 defeat and uh, yeah I think there's going to be goals in this one Haugesund as well they had a 2-2 draw last weekend with Odd um, before that they, they had a draw with Glint which was 1-1 um, but yeah scoring plenty of goals scored 2 against Rosenborg 2 against Tromsø uh, the two weeks before that and I think um, they had a couple of players suspended last weekend which affected them a little bit but they'll be back and I think both these teams will be firing. Um, the reverse fixture was 3-1 to Haugesund um, back in the summer. And mm-hmm. I think you can expect more of the same. Um, yeah, even money for the over 3.0 Asian line looks, uh, looks pretty fair to me and happy to take that on. 
Yeah, and of course that gives the insurance of your money back if there are three goals. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so Greg, you had said over nine and a half corners in this one, half of a double with Odd v Christensen. Again, it's uh, probably two sides that don't need much of an introduction. Uh, before starting that, though, pleased to see that Fiorentina have got their ninth corner tonight. And there's now 10 match corners at Tynecastle. So well done, Fiorentina. But in terms of this one, Christensen obviously been like the go-to team this season in the league season for corners. It's been incredible, really. We, we speak about our old friends, Bolshina, but we've been very much like that. Some of the numbers they've been hitting have been incredible. Took the bookies quite a long time, though, to catch up and really understand what was going on at Christensen in terms of their corner counts. It's probably only over the last two or three weeks we've seen really high line set for Christensen matches. Uh, this game is no different. I think the line set at over 11.5, which is probably t- typical now across um, the matches in this league. But given Odd at home, hit some very good numbers at home, Odd, Christensen having to win this match. Every game's a cup final for them now if they want to avoid the automatic drop into the Oberstliga. And again, nothing flashier. More than happy to take over 9.5 corners in this match on the basis that both teams will contribute. And doubling that up with the sartsborg haugesson match for a really nice 75 double on over 9.5 corners. Yeah, I think that seems pretty straightforward, David. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I can't say anything. I think it's a game that's going to feature a lot of corners. And yeah, I think the thing you come to this point in the season, there's quite a few teams that are uh, not really playing for much just now. Hmm. Um, I think Sarpsburg and Hagerson are a couple that are not playing for that much. But I think what that does for them is it lets them just play with attacking football. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's certainly certainly going to be corners in those two games. I think they're definitely going to be an attacking game at Sarsberg for sure on Saturday, and then you'll have the Sunday leg to look forward to. Yeah, and we spoke about Christensen's need for points. Tough yeah. venue to go to to Odd, who are unbeaten in seven, I think, as no competitions. Yeah, Odd are doing quite well. I've been quite surprised by them. Um, but I think they might start playing a few younger players um, coming up. Uh, the Kind of got themselves in a position where they're safe. They've got quite a few good young players in the academy that they could give a wee chance to. And uh, yeah, I think this is a good game for Christensen. I think this game could really suit them. They're playing with a lot of intensity. They're scoring a lot of goals and they're just attacking a lot. So yeah, it should be should be a good game for them. Okay, we'll recap the bets at the end of the podcast. But it's uh, over nine and a half corners double for Greg, and that's at Sarpsborg and at. Pod. Uh, also on Sunday we've got Bodo Glimt at home to Sandy Fjord and David Glimt really just playing for pride at this stage. <laughs> well, I suppose they've still got to secure second or third place in the table as well uh, if, they're, if they're looking for a European slot for next season. Quite interesting looking at the previous results. They've always been relatively quite tight games between these sides. I think there's been no more than a goal between them in the last nine meetings. Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. Uh, Sandy Fjord have been really struggling recently. Hmm. Uh, well, the bookies quite—I've talked about we've talked about it a few times, but quite often the bookies have been sh- pricing going so short, hmm. like they're half the price of Molda, who are a home to Hamcam and Molda are flat, like yeah. at the top. It doesn't really make much sense. I think that's sort of pricing going on reputation from last year. Um, but yeah, uh, extremely short. You'd expect them to beat Sandefjord, who are really, really struggling of late. They're conceding so many goals, Sandefjord. Um, I think, yeah, only 55 goals they've conceded in 24 games. So only, only yeah, they've conceded more. Just, just 
and keep them out of the back. And and to be fair, they're scoring enough goals. They scored thirty six, which is more than the odd, um, more than Tromsø, who are both well up the league. So. Yeah, the problem's been at the back, and I can see Bodeclimp scoring plenty of goals. Um, Amal Pellegrino is going for the golden boot. He's going to win it pretty easily. He's miles ahead, but he's looking to score a lot of goals. And um, yeah, can't see any problems for Glimt. And Greg, for you, whenever we see a, a short-priced team where we're short, is Glimt that always opens up the potential for a, a corners bet on the opposition, Sandy Fjord are 14 to 1 and Sandy Fjord really fit the bill when you're looking for teams to go in from home and, and score and win some corners. Yeah, they really do. It's probably a market now we've looked at probably since the start of the channel, uh, over two years ago now, uh, backing a side to, to hit just three corners. Um, we'll speak about it a bit more in the Scottish podcast later in terms of Motherwell at Celtic Park um, a few weeks ago. Um, no, last weekend actually. Yeah. But yeah, um, this match here, it's a big match for Sandy Fjord. Obviously, no one's given them much hope. The bookies certainly haven't given them any hope, and they are lovely, a lovely, lovely price to hit three corners on on Sunday. Now, bearing in mind, despite their woes this season, Sandy Fjord, they do hit a fair number of corners. Mm-hmm. In fact, they've hit more corners than every other club bar one. They're hitting 6.21 corners a match, which is some going for a team that are struggling at the bottom end of the table. Uh, it's a match that they really want to get something from. But away from home, they have hit three or more corners now in 11 of their 12 away games. Um, I think all, I think 10, 11 of their 12 away games as, as well has also seen over 9.5 match corners. And looking at Bode Glimt, I think we were on Haugesund, weren't we, a couple of weeks ago, to, to hit three corners at... Bode Glimt hit four. Mm-hmm. Similar thing here. Ham Cam hit five. Olsen hit three. So anytime you see a club to get three corners at that price, at 10 to 11, I think it's worth taking on. Especially the fact that Bode Glimt are playing tonight. They're playing now. Really tough match away at Arsenal. And they're playing a side who, you have to see, are trying to fight off relegation. So more than happy to take uh, Sandy Fjord to hit three or more corners at 10 to 11 in the sky bet. Yeah, I think that was a good bet. Also based on the fact that Glimt on average considered over three corners at home as well, you know. So for all the possession and dominance that Glimt have at home, teams are still be able, being able to get corners against them. So yeah, ticks a lot of boxes that one. So that's Sandy Fjord over two and a half goals at 10 to 11. Corners, hopefully. <laughs> two and a half corners sorry did I say goals yeah that's, wow. that's, that'll be a slightly bigger price I think uh, <laughs> next one we're going to look at David is uh, Strom's God set v Tromso uh, Tromso I think are they still the only team without a win away from home um, yeah 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 as well uh, but I don't think anyone's got such a Difference in their home form as opposed to their away form. 24 points won at home by Tromsø, which is great, but just seven away from home. So yeah. I'm guessing you're looking at this as a bet against Tromsø rather than a bet for Strumsgodset. Uh, bit of both. I think Strumsgodset are really similar as well. Like They've picked up 23 points at home and just nine away um, themselves. They've won seven of their 12 home games, Strumsgodset. Um, as you say, Tromsø have not won any of their 12 away games. They have drawn seven. Um, lost five, but yeah, I just some God said price just jumped out at me 2.45 at home um, against a team that are absolutely terrible um, at home. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think we're looking at some God said sometimes 
you look at it away from and you think, oh, they're not going to bounce back. But actually, like when they've been beaten badly on the road, they've bounced back. So they, they lost 4-0 last week at Valera. And I think that that's why the price is what it is. Mm. Um, but if you look at the previous big defeats this season away from home, they lost 5-1 at Sarpsborg, bounced back with a 3-0 home win over Lillestrøm. Uh, lost 3-0 at Molde, bounced back with a 3-1 home win over Sarpsborg. Um, and they recently lost a close game against Lillestrøm 2-1. And then in between that and the Vollerenga hammering, uh, they won 4-1 at home to Kistensen. So the home form is really solid. Um, and... Yeah, to get 2.45 in the home win just looks really, really good. Um, Tromsø, yeah, Tromsø, they look good quite often, Tromsø, but away from home, they just struggle to keep goals out and they've not, just not scored enough either. Um, they lost recently at Haugesund, lost at Volvenga, and um, although they have been pretty tight games, um, I just... I just think the price is too good to turn down. You could, um, the Asian line 0.0 goal uh, on the Asian line handicap is 1.83. So money back if it's a draw for the Stims God set. But yeah, I'm happy to take on the win at 2.45. Yeah, it's not, not a bad shout at all. 20.90.20 in old money for that one, David, just in case you're interested. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll leave the Rosenborg Viva Lorena. Following a game to last. Anything else catching your eye on Sunday? We've got Molda at home to Hamcam. I guess Molda will want to wrap this title up as quickly as possible, David. Yeah, I think uh, one to four is not, not really a bad price. One thing I did look at in this game, um, Hamcam's favourite, Kaysen Eriksson, we talked about him earlier in the season for a booking. Um, I'm actually, he's 2.87 to score any time. He was a Big Hamcam player last season, player of the year in the Overs League, and basically their driving force. He was outstanding for them at the start of the season this year. Molde spent 15 million kroners on him in the summer, and I think, well, I'm pretty sure he'll start um, on Sunday against Hamcam. I can definitely see him scoring 2.87, scoring against his old pals. I think uh, that looks like a good price. He plays, um, usually plays up front or in a three um, when he's involved. Might play in midfield, but if he's in midfield, he's the most attacking one. And yeah, I felt like to look at that. But yeah, Molde, uh, yeah, I just can't see them. I just can't see them struggling at all in this one. I think they'll be too good for him. Yeah, yeah uh, I've got Yervi Olofsson to have with zero notes for that one, David. <laughs> That's about sums it up, I think. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, Olofsson had a massive win last week. Um, really, really important win for them to beat Viking. Um, and that was the first win apart from against Sims Godset since something like June. So yeah, really, really big win for all assumed. Um but yeah, they're ridiculously short, even though they're playing Yerv. Yerv aren't terrible at home. So four point two on Yerv at home looks pretty tasty, but yeah, you can't you can't back them because they're not very good. Yep, and Gregor I'm looking at V King V Lilstrom and a lot of a lot of red L's beside both sides at the moment. Uh Lilstrom season just kinda of seems to have fallen away a wee bit, doesn't it? Considering how well they had started the season. Yeah, I don't I think David's probably said it a little bit more than I have, but I think we expected Lilstrom to drop off anyway. Uh, they probably lasted a lot longer than we thought they would. Yeah. They were up there way longer than I thought they would be anyway. And yeah, they've was sitting what, I think fourth now. So Viking as well struggling, so again a match best left alone. But saying that though, there's a lot to to play for still. Still got that top three spot um, to, to play for um, between what Rosenborg, Volringa and Lowestrom. So a uh, big match. 
for yeah. Ulster in this one. It's not a match that could be back in Ulster anyway, 21 to 10. Probably best left alone this one, I think. No, and I think V King David fall into that category you're talking about, where they've not really got much to play for yeah. between now and then. Yeah, season. they don't, and they've been really, really poor since summer. And I talked about it at the start of the season. They were flying with Berisha, Tripic, both bang on form. They looked like they were going to contend, but yeah, they've been awful since yeah, basically since June. And um, yeah, Lilas from a three point one. It looks it looks like a, it's a much better price than V King at two point two. Put it that way, I would. Mm-hmm. I would definitely back Lewiston to win over Viking, but yeah, it's a tough one because both yeah both have been struggling a little bit recently. Yeah. Okay. Match of the weekend is that Rosenborg v Volarenga game. David, you're obviously quite excited by this one. You've got three potential bets for us in it. Uh, <laughs> Rosenborg's forms kind of kind of fallen away a wee bit, David, especially away from home. They've lost two and drawn one in the last three, but they're back at Lerkendal uh, at the weekend. Is it Lerkendal? Yes, that's yeah, couldn't mix up the two venues here. <laughs> <laughs> Once or twice, uh, But it's going to be a tough one. Volarenga still one of the form teams in the league, David. Yeah, absolutely fine. Volarenga really playing well. One four now the last two weeks, um, both at home against uh, Sandefjord and Sims Godset. But the Rosenborg at home, uh, yeah, seven wins on the on the bounce. They scored three, 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 two, two, four, three. Um, uh, yeah, they're just a completely different animal at, Lerk- at Lerkendal. It's um, a really, yeah, it's just been a really good spell at home for them. They've been scoring goals, they've been winning games, and that's what's lifted them up the table to give them a chance of setting spots. Still, um, Casper Tengstead, uh, what can I say? Um, he's <laughs> scored another two last week. He has come in in the in the summer window, and he's just been absolutely electric. Um, yeah, ten goals in eight league games since he joined. He's he's well on his way to becoming the second top scorer in the league. I think. How would um, you move, David? You're definitely due a cup of any transfer fee that he gets. Yeah, I was going to ask David, how would you compare him? What's his kind of style as a striker? Oh God, that's hard. He's he's, he's very sharp. He, he kind of plays off. He's been playing in a two, so it's been really working well. Him and Satter. Um, Satter's a bit more of a target man, a bit more of a box player. Tingstead likes to drift left. Uh, very sharp with his with his, his runs in behind and good feet. Um, and they're just a really classy finisher um, off that left hand side. Quite like I would say he's like Son Jun Ming. I think he's quite yeah. similar to yeah. that style. Um, obviously not crazy good, but um, yeah, had to quite quite similar to that style. But he's yeah, he's absolutely fantastic. Twenty two years old, and he is still two point three to score at any time. Ten goals in eight games. Um, yeah, two point three to score any time. And bothering up, they have been in good form. They've not conceded in the last two uh, games, but away from home, different story. They conceded three Christian soon. Uh, the only clean sheet they've kept all season was a one. Now when it's Sarpsborg, um, so yeah, away from home they, they do concede goals. So Tenstead, happy to get on that and goals any any time at two point three. Yep, thirteen to ten in old money. Um, I was just wondering, David, has there been any talk at all about an international call up for Tenstead? Obviously, Denmark at the World Cup in a couple of weeks, or is that just a wee bit of a, a yeah. big ask at this stage? I think so. Yeah, he's in the under twenty ones mm-hmm. um, at the moment. I think he's just. Like hanging on to that under twenty one uh, age bracket, so yeah, I think he'll probably be in in with them. 
just now. He's only he's only actually played three times for under twenty one, so it's been a bit of a yeah. He, he just he did well at, at Horsens in Denmark, but I think they I think they were in the second tier. Um, if 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 I'm right, memories. If I think I think I remember reading they were in the second tier. Not 100 percent sure, but yes, he's, he's just made a big jump to Rosenborg and it's worked out for him. I think he'll be in under 21 squad um, for this this cycle anyway. I don't see them. I think they've got enough good players, but yeah. Yep, I'm just guessing uh, he won't be at Rosenborg for long. So here's some trivia for you. You may well know this, David. Um, his father, Thomas. Which Scottish club did he sign for? Oh wow. Greg. I've I've deliberately worded it that he signed for. He never made a first appearance, apparently. Uh, He signed for Dundee United uh, in the 97-98 season. So there you go. They were were, uh, Nordic daft back then, weren't they? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Like Shell Olofsson from, I think, was he Swedish? They had loads of guys from like Denmark, Sweden and Norway at that point. I'm just... uh, I'm just checking my dates just in case uh, there's any chance that Casper might have been born in Scotland, but the dates, <laughs> <laughs> the dates don't match, unfortunately. Uh, so aye, we missed out on that one. Uh, okay, so thanks to, to score. Um, you've also got another couple of angles for us, David, in this one. Yeah, um, I think this game is going to be uh, full of corners. I think it's going to be a game where both teams are attacking. It's two teams on form. Two teams that play attacking football. It's a bit of a it's a big rivalry, sort of a big team from Oslo, a big team from Trondheim. Uh, two sort of more successful teams in Norway. Um, I think over ten and a half uh, match corners uh, looks looks pretty good here. I think Rosenborg um, more recently they've not been getting too many match corners. Um, earlier on in the season they were pretty much a stick on to get over ten. More recently, there's been sort of 11, there was 11, and then against Viking, there was only 6, and then 7 against Lillestrøm. But I think the style that Bollering played, this was both those Viking and Lillestrøm teams played back three with, well, kind of a back five, really, against Rosenborg. It forced them inside a bit. But Bollering will play a back four. Uh, it will be too, yeah, it will allow them to get wide more about Rosenborg, and I think they'll get plenty of corners. Um, and I think Bollering will contribute too. Away from home, um, Volleying our games have been pretty, pretty filled with corners recently. There was 13 at Christian Soon. There was eight, um, 19 at Hamcam. There was only five when they went to Viking. Viking, um, obviously not enjoying corners these days. But yeah, I think, I just think that this is a bit, this is a bit vibey, I think. But uh, over mm. 10 and a half match corners, it just feels like a game that's going to be really attacking uh, on a grass pitch that will probably be quite wet, judging by the, the weather just now in Trondheim. Um, I think it's going to suit um, corners. So, yeah, over 10.5 match corners is 1.9. And while I'm on corners, Rosenborg have not lost a corner match bet this season at home. Apart from the first game where they drew 2 2 at odds, they've won every single other home match bet, uh, corner match bet at Lerkendal. And they are 1.8 to do so again against the Bolleringer, who themselves. Um, Lost their last two corner match bets, and throughout the season, um, they've only won um, five corner match bets away from home out of their uh, twelve. Is it twelve games away from home? So yeah, I think Rosenborg to win the corner match bet at one point eight, so four to five for that, ten to eleven for the old over ten and a half corners, and yeah, I'm li- I like the look of both of them. You're making my heart swell here, David. Backing corners. <laughs> 
You really are. I must admit, it's... I'm very surprised you haven't gone for goals in this match. Um, it was a match I looked at for goals looking at the match line obviously it's very very short for over two and a half and the Asian line was also set pretty poorly I thought five to six over three in the Asian line when you look at Rosenberg's home form though it's ridiculous isn't it they've scored two or more goals in every one of their last nine home games they've scored three or more in seven of those games Um, that is a possible angle for me I think in this match is Rosenberg to score two I've not checked the price. Yeah, I've not checked the price. I'm just checking the price of it now. Yeah, 4-6, yeah. So that's probably why I've left this game alone. I think there will be goals in it, but I think the bookies have priced it in a way which makes it quite easy just to leave it. Yeah. But yeah, obviously the last nine games for Rosenborg have scored two. Um, we would not be surprised to see uh, both teams to score at over 2.5. In this match, but again, not the best of places. Um, places that four to five, not the worst price. Wouldn't be surprised to see that land. Yeah, David, your three selections in this game could make for a nice little bet builder as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I've not priced that up myself, but yeah, I think um, something. Yeah, I just think Tankstead to score is just such a good price at 2.3. It's just absolutely disgraceful that he's priced over it. He's like, if you look at like somebody like Pellegrino at Glint, he's like 1.4 or something, or 1.3 to score. Mm-hmm. And then you get Tankstead at 2.3. It's absolutely madness. Yeah, especially the goals to game ratio that he's hitting at the moment in the forum. The, bookies, that he's do get it, the bookies do get it wrong, and it's always good to find those ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on quickly to Obus League and David. Uh, and I guess the main talking point there is that Bran are still on track for uh, what would be a brilliant unbeaten season. Yeah, I mean, they've not really taken their feet off the gas, have they? They've just kept steam ro- kept, kept the steamrolling teams and, uh, yeah, was it 5-0 against uh, Shudas Blink last week? Who was it they played, David, after they won the league? And we were hoping they hmm. may go into the next game Foot off the gas, out yeah. partying, and they absolutely they, hammered someone, didn't they? Yeah, well, they were already promoted, and then they had the the the, the win the league party against Grodud and beat them seven 0 <laughs> and then they, then they beat Sandnes three 0 I mean, they've not lost a goal since the seventh of August. It's, it's absolutely seventy three plus goal difference, twenty two <laughs> points clear. There can't be a league, a second tier in Europe, or any yeah. other country actually. Um, with a with a, there's a 22 point gap between first and second in a second tier. I mean, ridiculous. The last seven games, if you had on Brant to win to nil in every one, you would have won every single game, which is just They're only uh, 16 goals short of the century as well with four games to play. Yeah, actually, not sure on the record there because they were chasing a record. Um, uh, the Boulder Glint got a record um, for goals scored back when they got from I think it was in 2016 um, and they've been kind of chasing that a little bit um, but yeah good good planning but um, I, I don't know what the record is <laughs> I'll look it up while you two talk yeah and uh, Grorud Greg they could be relegated this weekend it feels like it's just a matter of time it's for the best isn't it it's for the best <laughs> They've put a valid effort up, but I think it's been a long, tough season um, at the bottom end of that league. Um, it took them such a long time to get that first victory. Um, 
but yeah, miles behind, miles off the pace in, in, in that league. And I guess for us, it'll be interesting to see who comes up next season. Mm-hmm. Um, we've only got, what, four games left in the, in the Obis League in this season, match day 27 this weekend. So it'll be interesting to see. And great to see uh, we've got well, five games on Monday. Back to our old five games at yeah. five o'clock, which is great. Yeah. Well, this weekend's going to have a lot to say about that. If Stabak are playing at KFUM Oslo, and yeah, if they win there, you would definitely fancy them to 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 go up after that. But yeah, just the Brand have broken the goal scoring record of 83 goals. So Brand have got 84 already with four games to go, and wow. they are one point short of the Glimpse 73 point total. In the two, in For the three. second season in a row, we're losing our best friends for corners. Because last season we lost Bran to the Obus League and we then found Christiansund. And now we're going to lose Christiansund, looking lightly, to the Obus League. So let's have Bran back. <laughs> Hopefully they can get back in the corner trail next season. Yeah. Uh, Greg, is there anything catching your eye in Obus League this weekend? Yeah, there is. There's a the match between Shine and Start. Start still got an outside chance of automatic promotion. They can put a bit of pressure on Starback by playing on Sunday at one o'clock. A way to shine. 10 to 11 to win the match. Um, I've got another angle though for this game that I will share on the channel. Okay. And David, you've got a little double lined up for us, both teams to score. Yeah, I've got both teams to score double. Um, Yeah, looking at uh, it's Monday's games. um, And first of all, it's Kofa against Starback. Two teams battling out of the top. If you look at Kofa's recent form or record uh, just in terms of goals is just remarkable, isn't it? Absolutely everywhere. There's just goals everywhere. 3 2, 3 3, 3 1, 3 0, 5 1, 2 1, 3 2, 2 1, 2 2, 3 1, 2 1, 2 2. It's just absolutely mental goals galore. Um, so they're coming against the Stabak team who are a little bit more solid at the back, but no shorter of goals themselves 4 0, 4 0, 2 0. Two each, uh, one nil win, five nil, three two, two one, four two. So yeah, goals in this game just looks an absolute step on. So that's one both teams to score game, and doubling up with Fredrikstad against Brine. Um, Fredrikstad, another team in the on the goal front, two one, three three, two one, two one, five two, two one, one one, four three, four two. Uh, I didn't even skip any games there. That's just the <laughs> last ten fixtures. Um, yeah. Uh, just both teams have scored in every single game. Do you think they'll uh, be a bit disappointed, David Fredrikstad, how they've yeah, performed this season? They've got a better score. Way, way off it, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just, just not, just not been at it at all. Um, they had a huge blip in mid-season basically, and just dropped all the way down. Um, but yeah, disappointing for them. But they played Brina at home. They should beat Brina at home, I think. But Brina themselves, they lost three 0 last week, but. Before that, they scored three, they scored three, they scored two, they scored five, one, two. Um, so, yeah, goals haven't been a problem for Green yet either. Fredericks haven't been conceding plenty. So, both teams have scored double, pays 2.16. And for even money, with all those goals on the table, uh, yeah, better than even money. It looks uh, pretty good. Yeah, and I'm just looking at uh, Branagh, one to four away to Mion Dallin. It feels a long time ago since Mion Dallin started the season with what, was it seven wins in the bounce or something like that? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, and, and like, it seems a long time ago that we were getting Branagh about even money as well. Yeah, <laughs> those were the heavy heights of uh, the early days. That's long gone. Although, having said that, you know, what, what are we talking about? They need uh, 16 goals to, to reach the 100. Yeah. Does, yeah that play, does that play on their mind, do you think? Yeah, I, that... I think definitely be going for it, yeah. 
target for them. So, yeah, it might be worth looking at goals in this one again. Is it sad that, that I'm already looking forward to next season? <laughs> no, yeah, not at all. Just on me and Alan, um, they've got a Scottish manager uh, and just now Kevin Nicol. Um, I don't know if you know the name. I think he played for potentially Hibs, maybe Rafe Rovers back in the day. He was definitely an East Coast kind of guy. Uh, he was their assistant um, under Vigard Hansen. And um, yeah, got the job born in 1982. Yeah, played for Rafe, played for Hibs, Peter Head, and then uh, had a had a spell out in uh, Norway playing for a few teams. So yeah, he's the he's the manager of Mundalen. So that's quite quite uh, quite nice to have a Scottish manager in place. He's um, Norway's second most famous Scottish son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did you did you come across him at all? Similar, age, at similar age to yourself, was he? Yeah, he's four years uh, older, Paul. Mm. Be careful. Sorry, um, sorry. But yeah, no, nah, I didn't come across him at all. So he would have gone to yeah. So he's maybe yeah in two thousand six. That's maybe the only time we maybe met. Yeah, I would have been at Queens Park, but I think Peter Head were maybe Highland League then, or potentially the division above. Yeah. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I know, I know the name, but I don't know him. And uh, yeah, I've not spoken to him at all. Since Get on the floor, David, assistant manager. Yeah, why not? Why not? You could certainly do with your wealth of knowledge in the Norwegian yeah. game, I'm sure. <laughs> um, okay, anything else, Nobles League, before we wrap up? Enough. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's, uh, it's kind of uh, settling down a bit. I think we can see who's well, Branner up, uh, Blink, and uh, Groeder very much down. Yeah, just playing for the other spots. Okay, and Greg, you have at least one bet from Obus League on the channel before the weekend. Yeah, I'll have a bet from Sunday, and I'll have something up for Monday's games as well. Okay, good stuff. Okay, can you guys give us a wee recap of your bets for the weekend? Then starting with yourself, Greg. Yeah, so starting on Saturday, I've got Sarpsborg home to Haugesund over nine point five corners, and I'm doubling that up on the Sunday match. Where odd host Christiansund again over 9.5 corners double, and that pays 75. And a glimpse host also no they don't. Buddha host Sandy <laughs> and I'm taking them over 2.5 match corners at 10 to 11 with Skybet. Okay, David. Yep, and uh, starting on Saturday, shall we? And that's uh, Sarpsborg against Haugesund. Um, the over 3.0 Asian goal line, that's even money. On to Sunday, um, Strums Godset, home to Tromsø, Strums Godset to win is 2.45. Um, also on Sunday, the big game at the, in the evening slot, Rosenborg home to Volerenga. Um, first looking at Kasper Tengstead to score any time, 2.3. Also looking at corners, over 10.5 match corners is 1.9. And Rosenborg to win the corner match bet is 1.8. Wouldn't put anyone off doubling them up. Um, on to Obos on Monday, and it's a both teams to score double. Um, KFU Moslo versus Stabak and Frederikstad versus Bina, and that is 2.16. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much, both of you. And don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg, where you can also find details of how to join his private betting channel. And you can also follow David on Twitter at dweatherston 11 And don't forget to check out his blog at davidweatherstonfootball.com. Mm. And that's us for this week's podcast from Norway. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys. Good luck. Yeah.